Welcome to the Vital Dawn podcast for Wednesday, November 11th. S&P futures are rallying about 24 points. That's about 70 basis points. You are seeing a rebound in tech. So the Nasdaq futures are up about 120 points. That's about 1%. Uh, in Europe, the major European indices are rallying about 30 to 60%. And you also are seeing a similar um, dynamic in Europe, whereby some of the outperformers from Monday and Tuesday are seeing profit-taking. Um, and you're seeing tech outperform a little bit as well in Europe. So it seems to be a mild reversal of what we've seen um, earlier in the week. We're obviously at a huge outperformance in cyclical value stocks driven by the vaccine news and tech momentum underperformed. That seems to be reversing a little bit this morning. Um, I would just note, though, that I continue to think that tech changed back in early September. Um, at that time, it entered into a very long period of consolidation digestion that will just be exacerbated by the vaccine development. So I think tech rallies should be sold into rather than chased as the um, cyclical rotation continues over the coming weeks and months. I don't think what happened on Monday or Tuesday um, was just, is going to prove to be a, an ephemeral event. I think it's going to have um, some legs going forward. Uh, the major Asian indices were mixed. There was um, softness in Hong Kong and China. Um, you know, I think that you've seen the last couple of days, um, you know, a lot of concern around tech and the regulatory scrutiny that that sector is seeing. In China, you had some um, antitrust headlines yesterday morning, and then obviously had the recent um, Ant Group IPO deferment that obviously did not help sentiment as well. Um, in terms of news for today on the macro front, there's you know it's it's kind of a lot of the same things that we've been talking about over the last few days. So obviously the Pfizer vaccine news Monday continues to reverberate throughout markets. Um, that Pfizer vaccine news is helping to offset, I think, what's occurring on the ground near term with COVID, where you're seeing again enormous increases in cases. You are seeing hospitalization figures increase. Um, overall, the hospitalization levels in the U.S. in as far as in the major um, urban areas are not surging to the extent they were back in March and April. But in aggregate for the country overall, um, hospitalizations are at a fresh record. And you are seeing, you are reading about certain pockets of the country that are seeing their healthcare systems overwhelmed um, by patients. So that obviously is prompting some um, cities and local governments to re-implement certain mitigation steps in the U.S. Again, very targeted and surgical, not nearly to the extent you're seeing in Europe where they're being um, a little bit more stringent as far as what they're re-implementing. But, um, you know, I think needless to say in, in the near term, and, and the near term could, you know, could extend at least for the next six months, um, you know, you are seeing an explosion in COVID. We are heading into a period where that could become even worse given that temperatures drop and and the holiday season approaches. Um, but I think that people are looking beyond that into the spring and summer of next year when, um, you know, you could start to see these vaccines get made available to general population. Um, and that is helping, again, to offset, I think, the near-term COVID backdrop. And then in Washington, you know, I think these Georgia runoff elections coming up on January 5th are, are proving to be an enormous obstacle um, you know, I think it's preventing the Republican Party from breaking with Trump and acknowledging the results of the election. Um, you know, Trump is still the most popular person in the GOP. I think Republicans in Congress realize that, um, you know, if Trump were to come out and, and speak out against Repub the Republican candidates in those runoffs in January, um, it could certainly cost the party its majority. So I think um, I think that is the main reason why you're seeing senior Republicans in Congress indulge Trump um, in, in some of these election fraud fantasies. Um, and then I think on the, on the stimulus front, I think the runoffs again are also kind of preventing talks from really occurring in earnest, just given that, you know, McConnell made the political calculation back on uh, before November 3rd 
that passing an enormous bill would be detrimental to the party. I think he's making the same calculation ahead of these runoffs. And that is, you know, I think keeping him down at that $500 billion mark, he's spoken about it now um, over the last several days, including yesterday, just saying how he only wants to see a targeted bill get passed um, and not kind of the multi-trillion dollar bill that Pelosi has been talking about. So there's still that enormous bid, bid-ask uh, spread between the two sides which makes it just very hard to see fiscal stimulus get passed um, you know, in the, in the lame duck before the new term starts on January 20th. You know, I think, again, though, the fact the Pfizer vaccine news acted as, in, in essence, a huge fiscal stimulus bill from the perspective of financial markets, obviously not the real economy where you still have a lot of um, areas that are, that are struggling. But I think from the perspective of markets, um, that really kind of took the place of a major multi-trillion dollar bill and that's, again, another reason why you aren't seeing stocks react to some of the increased or, or the continued frictions in Washington. Um, no major economic data to really talk about. Nothing super important on the central bank front. You are starting today. The ECB is holding this, um, sit, their, their big kind of annual conference that's akin to Jackson Hole in the U.S., um, so again, the ECB is probably the most important central bank at the moment. Right now, they're coming up on a huge meeting December 10th. The ECB has allowed expectations to that meeting to become very frothy. So you're going to see a lot of officials be speaking over the next couple of days from the ECB. They could shed some light as far as um, trying to firm up expectations for the coming December meeting. Um, you know, again, the more I don't, you know, I don't think it's terribly incremental as far as the major backdrop, other than just kind of supporting, um, you know, higher prices in general. Um, as far as earnings are concerned, you know, there were a few names out last night, um, but again, nothing that's really super important for the macro backdrop. Um, you know, Datadog, Lyft are some of the more notable ones. Rocket Mortgage as well have all the details in the piece this morning. Um, on the calendar for today, it's very, very sparse, um, you know, owing to the holidays. So you have just a handful of earnings and a handful of analyst meetings. Nothing super important. Um, you know, investors will still be watching to see if anything comes out of Washington. You know, you're still waiting for that formal declaration um, from the General Services Administration that could kind of formally kickstart the transition process, giving Biden's team access um, and resources to kind of help with the transition. Um, but, you know, it looks like that's going to be not coming for another week or so. Uh, and that is essentially everything for today. Uh, thank you for listening.